0: Yeah, let's do it. Rolling?
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Flutes Extra this week, where I'm joined by two wonderful musicians, Jose Valentino and Walo. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. they're going to start yeah. off by... Do you know what you're going to start off with playing, or just um, start? We'll yeah. oh, of we're going to jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to you know, express ourselves. Actually, cause... before we go any further, can you tell me why <laughs> you're, you're singing this with this low voice?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> you know, we got an Uber, and... Uber people in California are really interesting, but Mm -hmm. we found this amazing dude um, and he was like 6'9", you know, 350 pounds of pure muscle, and this guy started talking about that he he felt like he needed to lose weight and he needed to go on a cleanse, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You're you're like prime male specimen, you know? And uh, he's only drinking water with lemon juice and he has like 10 bottles of those but the whole time he was talking about why he's doing it mm-hmm. i mean i thought i had a low voice you know but this guy's range was unbelievable mm-hmm. so you have to imagine what i'm about to do but even more resonant so i'm like so what are you gonna do today oh later today i'm gonna go and <laughs> hang out with my son we're gonna play and and you know oh I'll, I'll, I'll drop you off right here yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so i'm so like wow that. Man, so that's a real radio so, voice, isn't it? Oh man, it's it's really cool.
1: So, what are you guys gonna start with today? What piece are you gonna start? Or are you just gonna start? Let's gonna... Uh,
2: yeah, we're gonna jam. Uh, here's a song that I, I wrote called "Understand." We're not gonna play the song. I think we're just gonna jam over the song, and it's kind of like what we like to do sometimes. Sometimes oh let's play this song and we end up just doing some crazy stuff. We so make what up you on do you yeah. do? You
1: start with the theme and
0: then you just deviate off and see where it takes exactly. you. Exactly. More or less. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Kind of like that. You know, I I I think of it like we're a car. Now that we've been talking about Ubers, right? But our sunroof is wide open. All you right. Know what I mean, oh, yeah. and we're seeking that inspiration from above. Yeah. And we just let the light come in and then we just want to exude it out. You know what I mean? So, however it's reflected, uh, however it comes out, that's what it is. You know. So we we just try to be unfiltered Mistakes and all That's what we give you Love and uh, happiness
1: before i start because i I would like to explore this this concept that you just did there which is taking a tune and then going with it Mm -hmm. because to a lot of musicians that's a hard thing to do improvisation Mm -hmm. but before i do so i think congratulations are in order (laughs) i think you won a very small award recently both of you yeah the emmy yeah and then that's not a small award (laughs) (laughs) congratulations what was it for
2: thank you Um, uh, there's a a film that um, um, we worked on called Art Vessel with director Mateo with Mateo Benguachea which uh, we've done different stuff yeah we have uh, not not just that great amazing director and producer and um, it was a film about art in, in Miami and really the art movement that started somewhere around 2010 and so on we did it in 2014 and uh, the Wynwood area and, and uh, local art, artists uh, versus what's going on there and how it's going versus, you know, places in New York, places like uh, Europe and, and, and Los Angeles and stuff like that. And um, um, I had the pleasure of uh, scoring the film and the, it was impossible for me to do it without the help of this guy right here. And, you know, the, the fact that we were able to put together ideas and, and, and concepts of, of how do we make this Miami, but how do we make it? Great without it, you know, having to sound like something else or having to Mm -hmm. necessarily copy art out there and all that stuff, and just kind of go with what you know the identity that we're trying to get with art in Miami. Why is it unique and all that stuff? I'm from Miami. He's lived there long enough to (laughs) get to know the phenomenon that 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 it is as a city and everything. And just getting putting our talents together and scoring that film was such a great pleasure. And watching it, you know, a couple years later, just after winning several um, uh, film festivals and, and being uh, aired on, <laughs> on TV by PBS and all that stuff, just seeing it win an Emmy is just so fulfilling, you know, and seeing like, wow, this is some very like weird unorthodox duo thing we've always got going on. It, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but at the end of it, it just ends up making sense and <laughs> sure. there it is and it just gets an Emmy. So it's yeah. beautiful, it really. really is. Praise God, like, it's just amazing.
1: So when you write yeah. the score, mm-hmm. you go in with this guy into the studio, Score for a film. You don't just play the notes, do you? You then no. you must deviate. It's you two, so you yeah. deviate off. How do you know when you've got something that is right for that use of the film, or do you just record hours and then uh, merge it in? How do you know when what you're ri- what you've written?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I think about is the power of the imagination and making sure that we exercise our imagination. You know. Uh, A lot of how we compose music really stems from this idea of cognitive translation process. Um, I did my dissertation on uh, mental imagery and teaching with imagery and how um, you can use imagery as a form of instruction to help people become more expressive as performers. But the information that I learned and discovered and investigated and tested really, you know, um, some of the results that I've managed to find out is just... That there is this real phenomenon that uh, if musicians are able to, you know, put themselves in the grinder and practice and and refine their uh, ideas and just try to express themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. however they feel that thought, you know, that mood, uh, that color, uh, you know, an episodic memory and just practice expressing that each and every day eventually what will happen is is that you'll start speaking a new language so then you, tra- you you apply that to um any film or any project that inquires visual media you look at that and you can literally see what's going on and your brain since it's already been uh you know exercising the idea of translating something that is non-musical into music it becomes almost uh Perhaps second nature. I mean, you start seeing an image and you say, this is what needs to happen because you look at the properties of um, the image and what is happening and then you translate that. You know, how, do, how can we translate these properties into music? But if you look yeah. at somebody like uh, Hans Zimmer,
1: John mm-hmm. Larry, mm-hmm. Uh, John Williams, there's a school. Yeah. And sure. the musicians come in and they sit and play the notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In doing what you do and what you did on this film, there's a lot of trust for you. Sure, because yeah. you're creating the score, and then you go in and you allow yourselves to explore without necessarily that fine dot written down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How does that? How how do you actually get to the place where you know that that's right for that scene? That's a great
2: question. Not that I want to know how to answer it, but it's, it's a lot of it just has to do with feeling, yeah. feeling it. Number one, number one is not putting myself before everything. You know, number one, if when I've scored something or even playing in a song or whatever it is, it's not about me, and it always starts with it, this. Isn't about me. You called me, maybe you know, and you like what I do, and all that, but it's not about proving that I'm great at what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary, you know. And it's about the film. And one thing about music and film is, and I learned this in school, and a lot of people forget this, but if you look at the definition of music in the film world. Music is not a must, actually. Music is only there to support. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if it needs music, it's because it needs support. If you look at something and say, well, this doesn't need music, but if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to support it. I'm not going to take from it. I'm not going to, you know, put something that you're just going to disconnect you from what you're watching because other than that, just listen to an album, you know, just listen to music rather than just watch it with video. So um, number one is is understanding the scene, understanding everything. So one little example from uh, the song that we did for... For our vessel is when it, when they go to New York and then the, the first thing that you get is these big shots from New York of the City. You see the skyline, you see Times Square and a lot of stuff. And the first thing I hear is Frank Sinatra horns in my head. I just hear that when I see it, you know, because it reminds me of that. And I um I thought of the the melody like just big horn line just going and then mixing it with my style, which is the and just singing over there, I'm like, all right, well, you know, horns. And I <laughs> tell this guy, watch this. So this is my idea. And the rest is up to you. So that with a sax solo, you know, it brings you back to that historic New York of, you know, uh, the Rat Pack era and all that stuff. And you know, big band stuff. But but, but this is 2014. You know, mm-hmm. this is art. This is Miami. What's Miami? God knows what Miami is. Pitbull, whatever. You know, like, that It's what can Miami offer? What is it? Well, I'm from Miami. I'm going to mix all this stuff in there. It's, it's a, big, a big soup, yeah. you know, of all this stuff. And, and, and that came about. Is that, so that's just one example of... But it all started with, what am I looking at? What am I feeling? And that's what I was feeling at the moment. So it, it's, it's like a question, hard to answer, because it, there's not an exact or correct answer to that. I'm like, this is how it's done. But there, there isn't, is no, there isn't yeah. a correct answer. There isn't, because right, because right if, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're doing a,
1: a track, a record, which is just going to go in the ears, mm-hmm. then you can create anything. Sure. And it's never right or wrong because it's a performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what music a score can do to a film, it can mm-hmm. kill it Absolutely. or it can enhance it. Yeah. Absolutely. It, yes. It's the music that puts the hairs on the back of your neck. Sure. It's the music yeah. that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. I think without
0: music... Support the imagery by interacting without interfering. And there then you'll be able to inspire, influence, and impact mm. the viewer. Exactly.
1: So you, I'm sure Mateo will say that the music is enhanced. His
0: visual <laughs> <there's a pretty laughs> production, yeah, his, <laughs> his wallet-sized too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You know what uh, is interesting
2: is another thing is you know if, if the if the job is very well done in the in the video area, and I remember Mateo and Luis, uh, who's the director of photography and editor, and uh, uh, he did the color correction of the of the movie. They they just packed up and, you know, picked up the camera and went to New York. That's exactly what happened. They said, we got to go get some yeah. New York footage. And all the footage, it's dumb. Like, it's dumb filming that stuff. It's not like stock footage from Getty Images or, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. So, they came back to me with that and they said, here, this needs something. I was like, well, this this looks great. And I I, I watched it a couple of times and I can hear it. And I hear the melody. But instant yeah. boom, that's
4: what I hear. But
0: the thing is, I think... We, we also have to point out the fact that, you know, something that we have always done and nobody has ever stopped us from doing is we're constantly coming up with melodies, singing melodies while we're walking. You know, it comes right. from that, that, I can that old Disney that. You can Snow Uber White, you know, <laughs> scene where it says, Whistle while you work. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I don't know if, if, if that was the scene that really got me, really, uh, it just, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it triggered me to always sing and come up with a melody or, or beatbox while I'm walking, you know, just becoming aware of all the music that is actually present, all the rhythms and all the pitches and tones that, uh, and Mm -hmm. harmonies that are happening, you know, as you're walking outside, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think what we, we just naturally do is we listen to nature and um, awareness, yeah, it's awareness. It, it, it's yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. really, it's it's another level of aural awareness. And so, what I end up doing is I, I start jamming to the sounds that are actually present. You know what I mean? Well, That's um, really interesting. Can I just hold so, on to yeah, that point? I-
1: How often do we go somewhere and we don't listen? Mm. I'll give you a very brief example. When I went to New York in September with my wife, we went to a yoga place in a yoga session in Bryant Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, and one of the ladies said, "Well, the lady that was taking it." and there was a thousand people doing yoga and we had to lay down mm-hmm. and said, now what you need to do is to concentrate on the sounds of New York. And it made me realize I'd never heard New York. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> wow. And that comes into what you say is when you're walking along, the sounds you listen to, we don't hear things, do yeah. we? We don't yeah, pay sure. attention. Yeah, it's yeah. Just
0: listening, yeah. It's true. important. I mean, um, you know, and it's, it's important to play the space in music. Like, yeah. technically... I'm still playing the first jam that we did. I'm just making a long space. Hey, that's deep. Rest. You know I mean? right. so, it's an Leave that steep right there. <laughs> the rest note
2: it's, is an important note, and I like to say I came up with this talking to um, to Jose one time, and, and I told him, "Space speaks." You know, like,
0: that?
1: one of the most important notes you can play is the rest note. Yeah. Now that is. That is the key to every musician, that space. Absolutely. The space between the notes, but yeah. also, yeah. Uh-huh. And how do you define that, <laughs> the space note? Is that, is the silence? The silence.
0: Is it the silence between, or is it... No, it's the opportunity to uh, to, to, listen back. It's like talking. Uh, you, you have know, to talk to yeah, It's breathe. conversational. Music is <laughs> yeah. conversational. Yeah. You know, you got to ask yourself, if you are just focused on trying to showcase what you're playing and and it's all about you I, I mean and you know what i mean and not the audience right even if the audience is quiet and intent listen to their body language and i say don't just look at their body language listen to their body language you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah and, and, and it's just kind of like you, you know maybe it's a figure of speech i don't know but I, it's one of those things where i feel like if we really focus we can almost hear people's body language and, and their thoughts right because that's what we're doing you yeah. know if if we see a person smile we can imagine what they're saying you know and then we're responding back in this language um in our personal individualistic uh language you know what i mean uh within this sort of meta language of music
1: so how did you two first meet
0: Hmm. hmm?
1: we met <laughs> we met at church
0: yeah, yeah i was doing uh a christmas concert It was a co-concert with a renowned pianist named Adlan Cruz. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was the first performer. And um, uh, I saw uh, Guolo uh, sitting in the front row uh, with his friends and things like that. And, uh, you know, um, I played. I had a wireless microphone so I could go to the audience. So I think I may have even, like, played my flute with my live band there you know um, on stage and I went down and I just started kind of shaking everybody's hand while still playing the flute with my left hand you know you, so... had, you had me play oh yeah you and I had, play, I had him play I had him um, play one of the trokeys here I <laughs> went like this and he just touched it while I was playing yeah,
2: so, yeah I remember that era, like, yeah. his first time yeah
0: that was um, the only time he became a flutist it was
2: great though I played it, the yeah. lost my best three notes um, but uh, after that um couple months later we found out you were coming to you were going to move to Miami yeah to pursue my master's exactly. uh degree in
0: uh, University of Miami
2: so oh, you, that, that must have been like in
0: 2010
2: 2010 yeah and um well your aunt uh congregated she still congregates in, in my church and so you started coming to the church mm-hmm. really and one time we, you know, we, we would hang out during rehearsals because we wanted we wanted to include him in the music. Of course, it was like a blessing to us. And oh, after rehearsal, let's go eat, whatever.
0: I was like, "Is there room for me, guys?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> He's um, like, "Is there room?" We went, and <laughs> some of the guys and him. We one of the nights we met up at Burger King, and he ordered something and. He ordered I don't know why why he ordered to go. So he got it on the bag, but he sat down and he ripped the bag open in like such yeah. a monstrous way. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my friend and we're like, he's one of us. <laughs> the rest is history of our friendship. Like it was, you know, it just turned into um, you know, the hangs on the weekends, you know, going out to eat. But there was a
0: there was a uh, we carpooled somewhere, um, and you started showing me your music.
2: Right. So then that's that's how the music part of their relationship, you know, uh, uh, I didn't know he made beats, uh, hip hop beats. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I have a, a past in hip hop <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then I grew up. Um, but, uh, but you know, I would make a lot of uh, beats cause I was still, I was producing at the time. That was like my only thing. I wasn't even playing, uh, mm-hmm. being a singer, songwriter or anything like that, but I was uh, making, I was recording. And making beats. And I just started showing him some old stuff until he said he heard one and he was like, yeah, send me that. So the next day I got it back with like a really cool smooth jazz type of modern sax. We used playing. some of that
0: music, uh, you know, about eight years later uh, when we did the Sexy hip hop yeah. sessions. Yeah. So those are beats that Gualo made. I mean,. Yeah, years yeah, ago. He was a teenager. So,
2: I mean, that was like a fossil. I just had him, you know, in, yeah. in, in like a... Just put away and then it was great to see that.
1: Can you it's give me like, an example of the, one of those beats that you used? In beatboxing? No, it's... Because
2: that's different. It's uh, The beatboxing stuff comes after, too. Yeah, like, it's, it's, just, it's just... It started kind of like adding to it. Um, it's that what people won't
1: realize is you have... A really wide variety of percussive sounds sure oh, that yeah. you utilize mm mm-hmm. even as a duo and yeah mm-hmm. when we close in a minute you'll no doubt do something where you'll bring everything in and it's not yeah. like there's a drum. Well, with that,
0: and that's the thing so like you know how did this relationship um, forge is, is the initial question and um, you know I mean we would jam all the time in, in while we were in Miami and uh there would be open mics that we would do at the church mm-hmm. and we would just put ourselves on the spot and it was just very kind of a free spirited atmosphere. So we would beatbox battle, you know? Yeah. And I would just try to see if I can hang with him, you know, and then do you if I can some... hang with him. Yeah. And and, 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 Get and out of here. No, no. And and then um but then, you know, I I mean Uh, Something that I learned very quickly is Like if I'm going to go on tour I want to go with people Um you know who are just Awesome to hang with all the time You know what I mean and so um we ended up traveling to different parts of the United States and... Um, countries. It, yeah, yeah, countries. yeah. And it was just a lot of fun playing in a lot of youth conferences. Um, yeah, we did mission work in Guatemala. Then we went to a mission trip to Costa Rica. And, and we went to a mission trip to Colombia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, so when you travel with somebody in third world countries, um, that is going to test your friendship. And... We've prevailed. So <laughs> yeah. it only seems right, uh, y- you know, uh, despite my limitations, despite his limitations, we take our strengths and we put it in a blender and it's almost like something new comes out every time.
1: Yeah. That's and for me, looking on the outside, mm-hmm. you two have such a natural relationship mm-hmm. and it's not built around looking and studying dots on a page. Mm-hmm. You've done all that. You've built your foundation. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's really important that musicians build their foundations, do their studies. But then, as you say, you've broken free. You have the sunroof on the car open. You yeah. welcome mm-hmm. everything in. And once you allow that to yourself to do that, you have freedom to be who you really sure. are. Sure. sure, absolutely. And when you see you two playing, it is completely free. It's freedom, yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. tend to know where each other's going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you? Well,
0: you're going to tell me that. You yeah. don't yeah. I mean, you know, we just have to listen. We're not, it's not yeah. necessarily like we're sure where we're going, but um, sometimes I'm playing something and it's kind of indicating, hey, time to listen to me. Let's try something. You know what I mean? And so we're just open to different ideas. And, and uh, you know, and, and we also love implementing this three-letter word called fun. You yeah. know, it's a concept in music. I know it's it's it's... It's not um, very in- encouraged in a lot of uh, formal art music, um, maybe more so now these days, but, you know, uh, and, I, and I'm, I hope that we continue seeing that kind of thing. But, well, yeah, fun rec- is a wonderful thing. We're
1: going to record another podcast
0: on fun.
3: All right. <laughs> so uh, to close
0: this one, what are you going to play out with? Oh, why don't you uh, tell us, give, give us some ideas, and we'll make something on the spot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that makes that Gina, awesome. I'd love to put that out. All now right. how Disney do we go
1: or how Kanye West do we go? <laughs> <laughs> well we would need Gina for both, right? Yeah we would we need West. Gina yeah. for both. <laughs> um How about taking something taking uh, how about imagine? Taking that really deep John Lennon piece can I just ask like, whilst he does that can you hear the chord straight away that he's in yeah yeah <laughs> so to close this podcast we have Jose Valentino and Gualo.
4: you know I hope someday hurry
3: later
1: songs as I was like 16 man. <laughs> Jose <laughs> Valentino Quallo hey. thanks guys yeah. thanks, for thank thanks for coming thank, thank you, you. <laughs>